Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. I'm okay. <laughs> Sid's only okay. I'm okay. You gonna make it through this? I don't know. You gonna be okay? I don't know. There may be some tears in this episode. Well, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Hello, everybody who is listening to this, and welcome to episode 28 of We Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them, the only podcast on the internet where we watch a movie and then talk about it. There may be others. In fact, there are others where people watch a movie <laughs> and talk about it, but not us. My name is Andrew Westensko. I am the host of this here podcast, joined at my right hand in life and in all things by Becca. Hello. And at my left by Sid. Hi. How's it going? Uh, You know... I'm hanging in there. I'm just going to keep asking you, how's it going? As time goes on, it's going to be more tear-filled. Really? Who knows? There's only one way to find out. Guys, uh, we broke format today just a little bit. Well, Sid didn't. Nope. Becca and I broke format because um, we are talking today about Avengers Endgame. And we're not going to have a lot of preamble here. We're going to get right into it because I think that we have a lot to say. Right? Yes. Is that right. safe to say? Okay. Uh, so we're gonna respect the listeners' time for the first time in our lives, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. Um, now, Avengers Endgame, obviously the culmination of uh, the first three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, bringing to a close the storyline of several important characters. Um, this movie stars uh, Scarlett Johansson's amazing. Braid, <laughs> um, and Jeremy Renner's horrendous haircut. The real stars of this movie. Um, and if, America's ass. And America's ass. <laughs> yes. Um, if you do not want spoilers, this is not the place for you. We are going to be doing full spoilers, full on. Um, if you want to know some thoughts on the movie uh, that are spoiler free. Head on over to either our Facebook page, facebook.com slash wewatchpodcast, or uh, search We Watch Movies and then talk about them on YouTube, and you can find my spoiler-free review of this here movie. So, just to review, if you don't want spoilers, go watch the video. If you do want spoilers, go ahead and listen to this one. Uh, we're assuming that everyone who listened to this has seen it. Uh, because everybody in America will see this film. <laughs> yes. And a lot of people outside of America. I know I know people outside of America that saw this movie before me because for some reason it released in some places before here. <laughs> Pretty upsetting, to be honest. <laughs> but you know what? It is what it is. Uh, so for real, uh, this is your last chance to turn back uh, before we get into some spoiler territory. For Avengers Endgame, again, uh, the culmination of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe up to this point. Um, for those of you who are new here, the format is as follows. Uh, we're going to be doing some hot takes uh, where we give a brief opinion on the movie. We will then get into a more detailed discussion, and who knows where that's going to go. Uh, following that up, Sid has... Uh, trudged through the depths of IMDb trivia so that you don't have to, and we will bring you the best of the best, only the most helpful of comments. Um, did you know that 
both Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth are actors. <gasps> no way. What? Yeah. <laughs> 400 out of 500 uh, readers found this comment helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I love IMDb trivia. It's just like a garbage pail. Most of them for like, especially superhero ones, it's like, oh my, this uh, one scene in the movie connects to this one thing in the comics. Oh, wow. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's like it's an adaptation. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so last chance, five, four, three, two, one, and we are, you can officially spoil it, guys. So, <laughs> yeah, we saw this, Becca and I saw it last night at 11 o'clock, got home about 2.45. <laughs> yep. So that was a thing. <laughs> Still tired. It's, it's a very fine. long day. But it kept my attention. I didn't even once even think about falling asleep. No, I was very into it the entire time. Yeah. Um, why don't you, uh, kick us off, Becca, with your hot take. Oh, don't, boy. Don't burn yourself on these hot takes. I'll try. <laughs> okay. I meant the, the listener, I assume. No, that, burn right. yourself. I, I, I think, might, I might burn hot. myself. You're going to burn yourself it. on your own hot take? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> might be that hot. I don't even know, like, where to begin talking about this movie. I will say that I was very satisfied with it. Like, it did not let me down at all. But it did make me cry multiple times. And the first thing that I said to Andrew after we walked out of the theater was that this is, like, the quietest superhero movie I have ever seen. Both because the theater was really quiet because it was 11 o'clock at night. Thank goodness. We avoided all the children. (laughs) Yes, it was fantastic. But also, like, the movie was very quiet in a good way and just had me, like, sitting there at the edge of my seat every moment, even though there wasn't a ton of action, like, just watching it and being really involved. And, I mean, I think that's such a good skill to be able to make a three hour movie feel like two hours or an hour and a half, even like it flew by. So I don't even know what I'm saying is my hot take. I really enjoyed it. I just want to get into talking about every single thing about it. And I thought it was a great ending, good end game. So there you go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sid, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? How hot is your hot take? Ah, I love this movie (laughs) so much. (laughs) Okay. I am a huge Marvel nerd. We talked about this last week. I had nothing but high hopes for this one. And they blew my mind. Like, it is the most perfect wrap up that they could have ever done there are like you know there are like a few things that like i wish they might have done like this a little different or that but it's oh my gosh i like almost everything about this movie is perfect um oh my gosh i'm sorry i'm so flustered um yeah i have seen it twice now i saw it opening night on thursday and i just saw it um cried so much like, I don't know how many tears I have left. Um, but, I mean, one thing that's really different about this one compared to other Marvel movies is it's not super funny. And, like, but it's not, like, 
they're trying to be funny and it's just falling flat it's just like it has a much more serious tone than their last movies and it works so well and like like um excuse you this movie is automatically funnier than every other marvel movie combined just what? because of the build-a-bear line okay yeah. <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> but like i mean you watch this compared to even the last um infinity war there were like a lot more laugh out loud moments and this one it's a lot more toned down and it it works so well with the tone of this movie um and it's just everything about it worked so well and yeah perfect wrap up perfect sequel to the last one i love it oh my gosh ah that's spicy it's like a it's like a spicy hot like if you eat like day old salsa you know what i mean like it's <laughs> it's not like hot it's like a hot hot take but it's spicy for sure maybe not day old salsa okay i'll try better next no time. it's like it's like you ordered queso and then like for an appetizer and then like halfway through your entree you're like i want some queso so it's still warm for sure but like it's the spice that you're noticing not the like fresh out of the microwave queso <laughs> right i guess so. can we go get mexican food? <laughs> that sounds great um all right so my hot take on this um i'm not sure i i echo what becca said for sure that my my overwhelming word that i would use to describe this movie above all else would be satisfying um there are things about it that bother me for sure um but i think i don't know in in a lot of ways it is not as good as infinity war i think but in a lot of ways it is better so it probably equalizes out somewhere for me um it's i guess it's just which things you prioritize and the other thing is that most of my beefs with the movie happen pretty early on. Um, and I understand why they had to be that way. So it's hard for me to, I guess, fault them too much. Uh, I guess I, I touched on this in the YouTube review, but I guess going into more detail here, uh, the pacing in this movie is kind of weird at a lot of different points. And... I think that's mostly because they had to essentially cram a movie worth of happenings into the first 20 minutes to set up the remaining two and a half hours. So it felt like the first 20 minutes were almost like a short film that like, and I know they would never do this, but I almost wish that they had released it as like a 40 minute short film on YouTube or something in between and then had Endgame be three hours of what the last two and a half hours were because in spite of some pacing issues like I almost wanted the movie to be longer which sounds weird at three I hours agree, though right yeah. like mostly because some parts felt rushed so I and I don't mean to jump into my hot take and immediately go to the things that I didn't like but there's just so few things that I didn't like that I feel like I should get them out of the way get them out of the way mostly because and again it, it was like the first 20 minutes felt super rushed to me 
But then as soon as the crap hit the fan, I was like, okay, I get it. It still feels rushed and like, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts that I'm, I'm, I haven't quite parsed through as to why it kind of makes sense. And I love the emotion that goes into the first 20 minutes. Um, the other thing that I don't like is that I wish Captain Marvel wasn't in this movie. I was straight up say that. Yeah. See, yeah. So I like Captain Marvel. I feel like the parts that she was in, like it kind of makes sense for her, to, but like, I kind of feel like they just kind of shoehorned her in. Yeah. I feel like I didn't like the kind of Dave's ex machina of her showing up to save Tony at the beginning. Yeah. That annoyed me pretty hard, yeah. honestly, mostly because like Tony built the Iron Man suit in a cave in Afghanistan. Yeah. Right. Like the Tony Stark that I know even defeated and beat down as he was, I feel like he's, he had to be able to find some way to fix that ship. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and even like, they say like, oh, we only have like one day of air left. Yeah, she and then shows up. She shows saved. up on the eve of him running out of oxygen. Yeah. Well, but they don't even let it like sit with you. Like, oh, now we're worried about Iron Man. It's like almost immediately after they say that they get saved. So that's yeah. what I mean when I say like I wish that that had been able to be stretched out because like it. But then it's a three-hour movie, so I don't know. It's it's kind of a catch twenty-two. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. they make the movie any longer. Like, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Hardcore. Like, people are like, three hours and 30 minutes? No. You know what I mean? You can't make it two movies. Yeah. No. Like, that's yeah. too much. I don't know. I almost wish that they had gone the Matrix route. <laughs> and that is... So... Um, and maybe this is just because I just watched these movies. But if you guys don't know, The Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions came out about six months apart. And revolutions picks up like exactly where reloaded left off. Like you watch them together. It's a four hour movie that they just split off into two parts. And I, I almost wish that they'd been able to do something like that with this mostly because the beginning, I wanted it to feel stretched out and they did a good job of taking that desperation and that beat down attitude and, kind of spreading it over the rest of the movie because the first 20 minutes really lead us to like the loss of all hope. Right. Like at the beginning of the movie, yeah, they lost, but they're like, let's go get him. Let's go. We we can kill him. We can do it. Mm -hmm. And they do. And it doesn't fix anything. And I think that's such a cool move. My, my real issue with the first 20 minutes boils down to, I don't like captain Marvel. I don't like her character. I think she's annoying and uh, just kind of a jerk in not a fun way. Granted, I didn't see her movie, so maybe that's just who she is. But she bothered me a lot in this movie. And she seems really cocky. I mean, she is hyper powerful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's just like. But yeah, also, it it's like me. she doesn't know any of these people. Like, she doesn't really know that there's like other supers out there. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it, it probably makes sense if we'd seen the movie, but yeah. I just, 
if she was going to be part of it, I wanted her to actually be part of the team and not just like, yeah, save them when they couldn't save themselves. Like they just kind of half-assed it. Yeah. Which again, I'm, I, I'm, I prefer that they do this to having her be a part of the team because what it comes down to is we've been with these characters for 11 years at this point, right? She has not earned the right in our hearts to be a part of this fight. Mm Mm-hmm. Straight up. Like, that's my opinion on it, is that she had one movie that came out four months ago, right? It's like, it like it's still in theaters in a lot of places. Like, she has not earned the right to be a part of this team and to be a part of this fight yet. Mm-hmm. So I almost just wish that they would have waited and just had her, her, have her be like the stage, like the star of phase four, right? And like, just not be in this at all. But I understand why they did it and it's, it's whatever. So first 20 minutes. I don't like that it was so fast, but I get why they did it. I don't like that Captain Marvel just saved Tony out of thin air. And that one I can't really explain away. I think it was just they needed a way to get him out. Yeah. And they did. I loved every second of the the sequence on Thanos' planet. Every every freaking second of it oh. from from when they landed. And I told Becca... Um, I'm not sure why it always has to involve beheadings, um, but this was probably uh, ranked up there in surprising first 20 minutes of a movie up there with Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, from that scene and then the next scene, it just immediately says five years. Yeah, later. and then as soon as it jumps like, to five years, I was like, oh, what? my gosh. Yeah. Like going into the movie like i had like a few ideas of what could happen in the first 20 minutes i have no idea what's going on yeah well that was as soon as as soon as they killed thanos and it came up with five years later i just looked over at becca and i was like there go all the theories (laughs) i i had no idea like i did not think that it would be years later that they would decide or find a way to fix it like that was every theory out the window yeah in 20 minutes and Sorry, this is a really long hot take, but mine always are. I apologize, <laughs> listeners. Um, I a part uh, the reason why I harp so much on the first twenty minutes is I feel like it is by a very wide margin the weakest part of the film. Um, and even as I say that, the first fifteen minutes are the weakest part because those five minutes with Thanos are incredible, and then the rest of the movie is fantastic. Well, actually, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I'd say like the middle five minutes of the first 20 minutes are not great, but I liked how it started. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And like I really liked um, the scenes with Hawkeye and then like his family disappears. Like, what a that great is way to start the movie. Yeah. Like because that was that was before the logo came up. That was before anything like just cut from commercial. Boom. Hawkeye. Yeah, like before so you know good. it, you're watching it. And that like that was a great way to bring you in and remind you like everybody's dead. Yeah, like what actually happened. Yeah. Well, and, you know, people who didn't know what was going on, like even in like the after credits scene for Infinity War, like we were still so wrapped up in it that we didn't, I feel like it didn't do a good job. And I don't think that it was trying to. It didn't do a good job of getting into your head like the idea that like for everybody who wasn't in wakanda at that moment they had no clue what was going on this was a tuesday 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know if that person just vanished like that or if they ran away or got murdered or you have no idea. They're just gone. And we watched Ant-Man and the Wasp this week. And I feel like the after credit scene of Ant-Man and the Wasp also did that very well of just like people were just doing things and boom. Yeah. No. Can a snap be a pun? I mean, (laughs) I don't know. No pun intended on that snap. Um, so harping on 20 minutes is on the first 20 minutes for me is over. It, it it's it, it's by far the weakest part of the film, but I get it and I still enjoy it. I just don't like Captain Marvel and I don't like the role that she plays in this movie. And I don't like how bratty she is. There's a yes. million planets and you're only one of them and I got to help them. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. We don't care. We only care about Earth. That's why we're all here. <laughs> um Jumping into things that I liked, um, uh, one, as I said, incredibly satisfying. Um, I think my number one favorite thing about the movie is that every single thing that happened in the second or in the, in the following two and a half hours feels earned. Yeah. Even Going into it, I wanted it to be a lot harsher than it ended up being, right? As far as deaths and all that go. Mm-hmm. Um, everything feels earned. With the exception of them all surviving the bombing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought someone would have died. Well, I thought Hulk probably should have died. Yeah, maybe. But no joke. When when he bombed the Avengers headquarters. Yeah. I was like, someone's dead. I thought they were all dead. I yeah. was like, oh, this is what we're doing now. Like... <laughs> But it was not to be. I thought they would all be dead except for like Thor because Thor can't die. Even fat Thor. <laughs> I love fat Thor. I love him. Ugh. But oh yeah, that's probably my number one favorite thing is, is how, like I said, everything just felt earned. Mm-hmm. A very close second is uh, Scarlett Johansson's hair. <laughs> Whoever. Your favorite thing. Holy. She looks. She looks. So good in this movie. <laughs> I could not get over it the entire time. I was like, girl, who is doing your braid? Because give them a raise. And who colored your hair? Because give them two raises, right? And who cut Jeremy Renner's hair? Because fire them. I didn't think his was that bad. Oh, it was bad. I thought hers was bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked his better than the hers. The colors are not good. Oh, you're crazy. It was just so drastic, like. Well, I mean, it's like supposed to be like her hair grown out, but also I, I don't like the color contrast, you know? Yeah. But whatever. You're crazy. And also, <laughs> my uh, favorite thing, 1.3, is Elizabeth Olsen still. <laughs> oh my For the gosh. five minutes that she's in it. Oh, glorious They're five pretty minutes. Pretty good five minutes. Very yeah. good five yeah. minutes. Very, her costume, top notch. <laughs> Love it. Love her costume. Whoever designed that, give him a raise. Or her. I don't know. I'm not trying to discriminate here. <laughs> um, so those are those are my main beefs. I got them out of the way. Um, I talked about them very generally on the YouTube review. But this movie is so hard to talk about without spoiling. Just because everything that you expect to happen happens in the first 20 minutes. I do want to deep dive just a little bit, and I'm sure we'll we'll go into this a lot more as we discuss a lot of the other characters. I love the emotion that goes into that scene on whatever planet that is. 
just the just how pissed they all are mm-hmm. and when oh no i just thought of another thing i didn't like <laughs> is thor's line after he cuts off his head yeah what did he say because rocket raccoon is like what did you do and thor's like i went for the head oh that's right like, i just yeah. i just wanted nebula to kill thanos that's my big beef um, I was fine with it, mostly I mean, like, because I'm fine, but I would prefer her. Like Thor, more than maybe anybody else, and I include Tony and Steve in that. Blamed himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's good for the follow up from Infinity War, but just I don't know. I felt like Nebula has such a long history with Thanos. I feel like hers was a little bit more deserved, but eh, yeah, what are you gonna do? I am surprised how much I liked her in this movie, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. Um, I never thought much of her, honestly. Yeah, because she's always just kind of like, I mean, she's basically a robot. Yeah. So she acts like a robot. So this one, like, you see a bit more emotion in it. Yeah. She gets yeah. a satisfying arc. Yeah. Murders herself. Which is pretty cool. It is really cool. <laughs> Um, so now I want to jump into this. Um, obviously this podcast, we're going to be talking about Endgame, uh, but we're also going to be talking a lot about how it ties into everything because that's kind of the point of this. Like, uh, maybe the biggest downside of this movie is that, um, if you haven't seen every Marvel movie, you don't get anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's impossible to talk about it without talking about how it ties into everything specifically because the middle hour is every Marvel movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's talk about this. Who is, who gets your favorite character arc across the MCU now that most of them have tied off here? Oh, that's a tough one. Mm. it is a tough question should have asked this before we i should have but i didn't think about it until right now (laughs) um i would say one of my favorites is thor um i think just watching him from all of his movies and all the marvel movies or the avengers movies starting out he was pretty boring Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of like egotistical, like I'm a god, you know, I can do whatever I want. Um, and just like throughout the movies, you you see his weaknesses and um, his faults and um, you see a more emotional side. And I think in Ragnarok, that's one where like his personality really gets to come out. Mm-hmm. And he's not just like a stone faced, you know, hottie, you know, he's more than just his body. Um, but I think especially in this one, like you really see the effect of him failing and like that scene um it really struck me the second time i saw it but the scene where rocket and hulk go to his house and like it's all like fun and jokey and then hulk says thanos and he just switches so fast and he gets so emotional over it and i think it's like you can just really see how it's like really ruined his life i i love it and he looks like Big Lebowski, and it's amazing. <laughs> well, and not only his life, but his confidence. Yeah. I mean, I talked about this a lot on the Infinity War episode as well. 
but Thor has become my favorite character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And that, like, without even thinking twice, is my answer as well for who I think gets the best and most satisfying character arc. I think a very, very close tie for second are Iron Man and Captain America mm-hmm. um, in very, very different ways. Uh, but Thor, he... And I... I need to correct myself. I thought I had seen Ragnarok, but I watched it this week. I had not seen that movie. You hadn't seen it? <laughs> yeah. I, I had seen the scene where he fights Hulk in the arena. And that's it. And that was it. You thought you saw the whole thing. I thought, talked about it like you knew it. I, well, I love that scene. And I thought I had seen the whole movie. <laughs> I had like the reverse Becca where Becca can't remember any movie that she's watched. I thought that I had seen Ragnarok, but I had not. So watching Ragnarok, um, one, what's his face? The Rock dude, Korg. Korg. Oh my gosh, freaking love him. <laughs> He's played by Taika Waititi. The yeah, director. I found that out. I love him. Free, I it just every single word that comes out of his yeah. mouth is pure joy for me. This guy just called me a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> when he showed up in the theater, I like threw my hands up. I was so excited that oh, Korg yeah. made it. Oh yeah, yeah. I did that a lot for this movie. We'll talk oh, yeah. about that. It affected every single person who has ever even like thought about a Marvel movie is in this. I think I'm in this movie at some point. <laughs> but um, yeah, freaking screw off, ghost. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the hammer pulled you off. <laughs> Seriously, he's he's my new favorite character. He's so funny. He's amazing. Oh my gosh. And the. <laughs> I thought, I, I was like, oh, I swear. I thought he was voiced by the guy from Flight of the Concords well, for they, a long time. Yeah. But it's just together. New Zealand. Yeah, it's just New that Zealand. That makes sense. Um, where was I going with this? Thor. Um, yeah, so again, the first two Thor movies, kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're not boring. They're fine. They're whatever. Who cares? Um, Ragnarok, like you said, he really comes alive. Mm-hmm. And then Infinity War, he just kind of continues on. And I think that it yeah. is... Um, that he he lost for once. Yeah. In Ragnarok, he lost he for lost the first time. Like everything. And just freaking boss ass moment when the goddess of death just like grabs the hammer and oh shatters gosh. it. Like, Ooh. <laughs> so cool. Um, but yeah, like he he loses for the first time and he has to and you see his I guess his dedication to his people, right? And he gives that whole multiple speeches to Valkyrie in that movie about how, you know, we're as guardians and you're a Valkyrie and these are your people and we need to protect him. And she convinces him to, or he convinces her to go back and also really love her character. Mm-hmm. P.S. She's really great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, he, he spends Infinity War dealing with this grief of losing his brother, losing Heimdall, losing... Uh, half of the Asgardians. Um, he's lost his parents. Like he spends Infinity War dealing with that grief, and I guess convinces himself that he is supposed to avenge them by stopping Thanos. And then he fails at that. Mm-hmm. He loses, and it just kills him. It yeah. absolutely kills him. Yeah. And you see that in this movie like he's mm-hmm. he, he's fat thor which is funny but like but it's also sad it's also really sad yeah yeah i was 
really sad that he was fat because I really liked him and <laughs> just he's still hot. hot. He is still hot. He is, but I liked his short hair. That was yeah. the thing I was most sad oh, yeah. about. The hair. I was, was the hair. really sad about his the haircut. Hair. Is tight. I love the short hair. <laughs> like I didn't care so much about the belly, but he just needs to have short hair always. Yeah. Also, shout out to Lightning in this movie because I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed it, but there's a moment where he gets his beard braided oh by gosh. Lightning. It's Lightning <laughs> that's braiding scarred. Scarlett Johansson's hair. <gasps> Just braids in general. <laughs> Unsung heroes of this movie. Right? Everybody that has a braid. You did a good job. Um, but then he also has, by far, in my opinion, the most satisfying time travel journey. Yeah. And I like that he didn't even see Jane. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Rocket, Rocket did all of that. And we don't yeah. know how he did it, but he did it somehow. Yeah. But he spends his time with his mother and he gets that closure that he does deserve because everybody deserves closure. You know what I mean? Nobody deserves to have open wounds the way that he did. Mm -hmm. And um, he really is able to come into his own. One of my favorite themes of this movie is that idea of um, being who you are rather than who you're supposed to be. And... The interesting thing is that with Thor, there's a lot of intersect between who he is and who he feels like he's supposed to be. He is a hero. He is a a superhero. He is an Avenger. He is, you know, a potential savior of the universe and all of that. But he's not a king the way that his dad was. He never was. He was never meant to be. That was never in his, you know, in, in in his personality or anything like that. And that's... Like, he's just a person who helps people. And, like, as much as a god can be a dude, he's just a dude who wants to help people. And that's who he is. And I just think that his arc comes to such a satisfying close in this movie um, with that. I've got to say, I wasn't that satisfied with him. Really? Yes. I mean, I liked a lot of it. I was not satisfied with how he ended like that he just kind of hopped on the plane with guardians of the galaxy and you mean as guardians of the galaxy (laughs) oh yeah right (laughs) and like that was that like everything up until that point i was totally fine with but i don't know it just didn't really seem like a fitting end for him to just be like well i'm just gonna go figure it out i guess see i feel like it does make sense because like, he has almost nothing to go back to. Like, he could hang out with the Avengers or he could hang out with the Asgardians, but, like, he's just moved on from it. That's not who he is. Yeah. Like, I just would have been more satisfied if he had died, like, because of that. Like, if he had had, like, a very, just an honorable death. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think we just have to disagree on this one. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like... It's fine. I I do get it. Like, he doesn't have much... Like, he doesn't really have much else to do or live for on Earth. Mm-hmm. So, he might as well just go. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. He was like a George Washington for me. Right? Like, George Washington gets in, serves his four years. They're like, we want you to be our king. And he's like, probably not going to do it. <laughs> and then he just, like, steps down and leaves. Like, he, you know, yeah. Yeah. hugely... I don't want history nerds to get mad at me. You, ne- <laughs> you never want history nerds mad at you. <laughs> um, played a pivotal role in winning the revolution, first president of the country, and then he just 
went and did his thing for the rest of his life. And I think that like, that's what some of these people who are in the limelight and the spotlight and under this pressure for so long, just uh, that's a human reaction to completing your goals. And so I think that, I don't know. I was really satisfied with it and it felt true to his character mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. I liked it. I could see the, like it being different if he just like went off on his own rather than going with the guardians. But like, I don't really expect him to become like a guardian, but I could see him like, you know, just like hitching a ride somewhere, you know? Well, so I know his contract is up, but like, does that mean he's going to show up in the next Guardians of the Galaxy? I mean, he has the option to renew. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was mostly Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans that were like, we're done. 100% done. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I mean, it's fine. And I guess it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But his was the least satisfying of the three for me. That's interesting. So who's, who? now that you've had all this time to think about it, who is your... Um, what is your most satisfying character arc over the last 22 movies? Absolutely Iron Man. Like I loved Iron Man in this movie. And I think I said in last week's podcast on Infinity War that I would be fine with Iron Man dying. Mm-hmm. But as soon as this movie started, I was like, no, <laughs> no, like anyone and everyone else can die except Iron Man. <laughs> like that's immediately how the movie made me feel. And I just, I loved seeing him like, I guess from the beginning of like being Iron Man and like having his ego and all of this. And like, there were so many um, things in this movie, like so many times where he's able to grow and like seeing him have a family and uh seeing him talk to his dad and like so many emotional scenes with him in it and just seeing him go from being willing to sacrifice himself and everything to like be iron man like he was willing to sacrifice iron man for a family and he was willing to he was almost willing to sacrifice the universe. Yeah. And like I think that that is honorable and like I mean of course he made the decision to save the universe at the expense of himself. But like he truly loved his family and they came first and that was very satisfying for me to see. Because superheroes always put the world before themselves and the people in their lives tend to get hurt and they tend to be by themselves and not be able to have like a long lasting relationship or family or, you know, like really have the life they want to have because they have to sacrifice so much to save everybody else. And for me, it was really satisfying to see him be able to have that, even though it was, even if it was only for five years, like for him, those five years as bad as it was were great for him and he was able to have a family and experience things that he couldn't experience if he's constantly trying to save everybody so i was very happy with that and then on the flip side i was happy to see him come back and actually help and ultimately save the day well and i think that um and we'll get into this for sure because one of the one of the topics that we talked about more heavily on last week's episode was 
the contrast between Thanos and the Avengers in that uh, Thanos was willing to sacrifice everything, including the people around him to complete his goal and the Avengers were not. And pretty much every Avenger in this movie is put in a position where they need to sacrifice the people closest to them and they do it. And I think it's really satisfying character growth on that front. Um, But just touching on Iron Man again, I also think that his death was handled incredibly well. Oh, it was beautiful. As As beautiful as a death can be. As he was there all charred up and whatnot i was like just don't give him some deathbed speech of be good to each other what you know what i mean like he's done Mm -hmm. yeah like pepper's there peter's there i was so happy that pepper was there i because she was like flying around and we turned to each other and we're like who is that that i couldn't tell that it was her i didn't know that she had an iron man suit yeah (laughs) and then the hood came the helmet came off and oh it's pepper yay yeah so and even her her character like from the start of infinity war where she's like i'm not gonna have a kid with you like you can't you can't give this up mm-hmm. to her coming to him and, and, and him saying to her like if you tell me no it's no and her being like no you got to do this mm-hmm. i don't know like she had although it was subtle she had some good character growth as well but mm-hmm. that's the last thing i'll say about that is that his his death i thought was very well handled very satisfying mm-hmm. and i did not i mean i guess we're gonna keep talking about his death i did not yeah. see it coming when he got the stones like i wasn't sure exactly how he'd get i thought he would get the gauntlet back uh-huh. but then all of a sudden oh all of a sudden he had the stones he had yeah. the stones on his suit yeah. like yeah. that was cool that was awesome um yeah i mean i I figured that he was dead, even like from the end of um, Infinity War. Yeah. There's the, the whole thing between him and Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Like, I figured that Tony was going to die, which in my mind meant that Cap and Thor lived. So I guessed that. Well, and yeah, I mean, he would have died anyway in Infinity War if Doctor Strange hadn't saved him. So, yeah. like, yeah, yeah it makes sense. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Just that whole sequence is so fantastic. Um, and just seeing him snap. I don't know. And like when Doctor Strange says, like, I can't tell you. If I tell you, if, if I tell you what happens, happen. it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I knew for sure. I mean, yeah. I figured. And I think that Tony knew probably as well. Yeah. Well, because if he had said that, I think Tony would have been like, no way, I'm not going to do that to my daughter. No, I think that I think that it had to happen in a very specific way and in that moment. Right. And I think it would have gone the other way. I think that if Dr. Strange said we win, but you die, that Tony would have been more reckless. That's fair. I can see that. But yeah, there was like that part where. Um, he's trying to get the gauntlet back and he looks at Dr. Strange and he just holds up like one finger. And I feel like like in that moment, like before he was debating on like, do I actually try and get the stones off or do I like try and keep, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like him, Dr. Strange saying like holding up his finger, like this is like, that is what I have to do. I have to snap and I have to get those stones back. I thought that was so cool because it's, it's, I mean, it's him holding up a single finger, but it's a lot of meaning in there. It's, yeah. 
it's wait, uh-huh. it's do this, and it's also the one, you know, he saw 14 billion, yeah. however many, and he's holding up one finger to say, this is the one. This is oh. the one. And like, we caught all of that as the audience. Like, yeah. there was In no dialogue, moment. but like, everybody knew. Gosh, I just want more Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. me too. He's so cool. Yeah. Um, as long as we're on it, let's talk about that last hour. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. So One of the more spectacular hours of film I've ever seen. And I don't use spectacular as like a synonym for good. I mean it that it was a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's not to say it wasn't good. But I just want to me like, if I say it was awesome, it's not good. It was awe-inspiring. It was a spectacle. It was every top visual effects artist in the game at the absolute top of their game. Some of the shots in that, there's the shot of before the reinforcements show up and it's Captain America with a broken shield staring down Thanos's army and the way that the light is hitting him and the color scheme in it it looks so desperate it looks so dark it looks like a gothic painting and it is gorgeous yeah and it's i don't know that last hour was everything that i wanted it to be well yeah and when um Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America come walking up together out of all the destruction and everything. After the place gets bombed? Yeah. 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 And they are, like, looking down on Thanos, like, why is he just sitting there? Like, that, from that point until the reinforcements come, I think it's, like, most of that. It's just those three fighting Mm -hmm. Thanos. Yeah. And all of that was just, like, so satisfying and so just like the three of them like this very much was a movie about those three yeah and just quickly touching on that where infinity war was thanos's movie in pretty much every way this was definitely their movie uh, captain america iron man and thor and also black widow Mm -hmm. yeah and her braid (laughs) (laughs) and hawkeye yeah and hawkeye uh I don't know. Hawkeye, like, I didn't really care that much, honestly. I, well, it was a three-hour movie. I wish, I just wish there was, like, more of everyone, though, because I felt like yeah, Hawkeye, like, well, what was he doing in the beginning? And, like... Well, he was on house arrest, just like Ant-Man. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, when, I guess not the beginning, the middle, like, um, Black Widow goes and finds him and brings him back, and he's, like, all upset, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like we just didn't get enough. Well, he turned into a vigilante. Well, yeah, I understood that, but yeah. I, we, I just feel like we didn't get enough with That's him. That's fair. Yeah. And I wanted more because I thought he was a good character. Yeah. But I don't it was know. a three-hour movie. And, and again, I hate to keep harping on this, but his whole look felt a little Jared Leto in Suicide Squad-ish, yeah. where... You know, he has freaking damaged tattooed on his forehead. Like, that's all that Jeremy Renner was missing, I think. It's like, oh, he has a sleeve tattoo now. And he goes around killing Yakuza and Mexican cartels. And the sides of his head are shaved. 
See, I really like Hawkeye. I've always liked him, but like, yeah, I do feel like they kind of overdid it, where it's just like, like overdid the edginess. Yeah. Oh my gosh, look at look at this tattoo, and he, uh, he's got a knife now, not a bow and arrow. Yeah, and it's like so now he's become fluent in Japanese yeah. and but that was awesome. I loved that. Part. It was cool. And I realized the second time watching it that their like big fight was all one shot. Was it? Uh-huh. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I loved the scene at uh, with Hawkeye and Black Widow at Vormir. Yeah, is that what it's called? Like, with them I knew, fighting each other I to kill themselves. I knew it would be Black Widow yeah. to yeah, die. It had to like, be. it yeah, it couldn't be any other way. But still, like, I thought that scene was really effective, and I thought like the way that they were fighting with each other, like, it was interesting to watch, and I didn't know what was going to happen, even though I did, mm-hmm. and it was just really. But yeah, she is great in that scene when she's just like crying oh, yeah. and she's like, let me go. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, she does a, she does do a really good job there. My sister I turned to me cried. and she's like, if you would have told me after watching Iron Man 2 that I would cry after Black Widow dies. Is that when she shows up? Is Iron Man 2? Yeah. Jeez. She's like, I wouldn't have believed you. But that's another story arc that I really like is hers. Talk about it. What is it? Um, I feel like in the first ones, I don't know what it was about her, but we just like really, me and my sister both didn't really like her. I think a lot of it was she's so sexualized in the first few ones. Okay. <laughs> Get off this podcast. <laughs> this is only a feminist podcast. Get out of here. Right. Um, she's not alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I just felt like she was, I don't know, kind of one dimensional in the first few ones. And then I feel like after, it's probably like in, age of ultron when she kind of like had more appeal to me when she kind of like had her little romance with bruce and um and then like kind of afterwards and like she was always wondering where he was so i just feel like she became much more sympathetic and i don't know just like seeing her like work with cap and like they were like they became good friends and like they were allies i just feel like i don't know she's just much more complex than i originally thought she was yeah, and I did, I liked her and Captain America's relationship in this movie mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and I do, I, I think that um, putting her character in this position revealed a lot more about her in previous movies. Mm-hmm. In that, I mean, she talks about it pretty bluntly in this, but like she had nothing. Yeah. And then she had this. And like she, it, it's... It's such an interesting balance because for those five years, she's keeping the Avengers alive. Yeah. And it's not clear whether she's doing it to help people or because she needs it. Yeah. I think that's an interesting, like, almost like she's addicted to it. So it's like, it's it's questionable whether it's healthy or not for her. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing to have and it, it whether it's healthy for her or not it never really gets resolved because she she just dies for it mm-hmm. and she i feel like that's what she wanted was to die for it yeah as weird as that sounds that's why i'm i knew it would be her and i'm okay with her dying it's it, it's more in character for her to sacrifice herself yeah uh-huh and it was worth it like it all paid off and i love that scene at the end um hawkeye and 
Scarlet Witch. Yeah, is that who? The, yeah, yeah, that's who was talking to each other when he was like, "I wish I could tell her," and she was like, "She knows." Whatever. It was mm-hmm. kind of cheesy, but like, I like re cried about Vision in that scene as well. Because <laughs> when yeah, when he's like, "I wish that she could know," and she's like, and Scarlet Witch is like, "She does." They both do. Yeah. I was like, "No, Vision." Or like when she was fighting Thanos, and she was like upset and saying like you took everything from me and he was like i don't know what you're talking about like that i don't even know who you are <laughs> yeah like you that will. was heartbreaking because i like yeah. she didn't couldn't even get the revenge that she needed or wanted because yeah. he had no idea like he didn't know what he did and that's that sucks <laughs> and that brings up an interesting idea that I think is in the subtext of this film. And that is whether revenge in its purest concept is even possible. I don't, I don't think that this movie in any way celebrates the idea of revenge. No. Um, but I think that it also brings up the question as to whether it's even possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if he killed vision, like, how do you avenge that? I mean, you don't. I just think, like, if you think about it from her... Yeah. Like, her uh, timetable. Like, mm-hmm. she vanished and then came back and was fighting Thanos Yeah, it again. was fresh. Yeah. And so, for her, like, yeah. Like, she... And she had to kill Vision and then see him be killed. And yeah. then now she has this opportunity to face Thanos. And she has all these emotions. And she's expressing that. And, like, he just doesn't even know who she is. And I, like... No, it's heartbreaking, for sure. awful. And that, again, it's like... Like, I, I, I don't think that even the ending was an attempt to get any sort of satisfaction. I think they were past... I think they were past the idea of being satisfied. Yeah. And they just wanted people alive (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. well and i really like the like five years later sequences where it shows how like the earth is just i mean half the people are gone half of everything is gone and so it's just like dead and it's like this wasn't a good solution like it shows the ships just sitting there in the ocean or when cap comes over and he's like i saw a whale in the river Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh she's like well less ships and it just shows that, like, I don't know, it's sad. Like, they yeah. needed those people. And I loved the memorial that they made in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. I thought that was such a cool touch. And, like, seeing Scott running around and seeing, like, he sees his name. and Well, but he's looking for his daughter's name. Yeah. But, like, Which that's that whole a, scene was great. They didn't make it clear whether or not she had vanished. Yeah. Well, until he went. Well, until he went and saw her. But, like, I mean, at the end of Ant-Man or at the end of Infinity War, any of it, like, we didn't know if he was going to find her name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? I totally had a thought and then I lost it. I jumped around a bit. (laughs) No, it's all right. Oh, um, it reminded me the way that, like, the vibe of everything. There's a show on HBO called The Leftovers. Um. And it has kind of a similar premise, but without a supervillain. Basically, the rapture happens. Um, And the people who did not get sucked up to heaven are stuck on Earth still. 
and like these weird cults develop and like society doesn't really rebuild itself and it's it's really it's uh, that show is fantastic ps um but yeah i liked the vibe like even five years later which five years really isn't that long but like like they said like world governments were still in shambles like it broke everything and i think that I don't know. It's got something to say as well, just in general about, you know, the human condition. Um, cause Thanos has his, one of his big speeches that he gives cause he can't freaking shut his mouth. <laughs> Such a freaking like cable TV preacher. Um, but he's like, he's like, you're a world that can't stop thinking about what is, for it like in favor of what could be or how does he say it said do you know do you remember I don't the remember. line um, i don't remember the, how, the, how exactly the line goes but he says something along those lines he's like he's like why aren't you people grateful like you can't stop focusing on what was in favor of what could be and like again i think it's it's just a comment on like i said the human condition like how social of creatures we are even if we're like if I know everybody's an introvert because it's cool to be an introvert now, but like <laughs> how's like we're social animals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can't just remove that and expect us to be able to move on. Yeah. I do really appreciate that Thanos is just evil in this movie. Like I didn't feel any sympathy towards him at all. And whereas like in infinity war, we talked about this a lot last week about how he was very sympathetic and we understood maybe where he was coming from, but of course he's still a psychopath. But in this one, like he proved that he was just evil. Even when he was talking to like, I think it was when he's talking to captain America and he said something like, I've never killed for personal reasons. I've only killed out of this goal, Mm -hmm. but this time like this is going to be personal and I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. I think that, and this is a running theme, and maybe this is a good time to talk about this. I think it comes out of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I think that as he had to sacrifice more of what was actually important to him, that his viewpoint changed a little bit, and he became more of a, I guess, more focused on his goal, and that was all that mattered. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he. I'm sure that he... I mean, in this movie, he is evil and he's bad and he's mean and everything. And I think that it shows his development as a character over the course of Infinity War even stronger. Yeah. I feel like in this one, I mean, it's like a past Thanos. So mm-hmm. he's never, he hasn't really had to go through too much to get the stones. Yeah. So in this one. Because well, like, he doesn't have any stones yet, does he? No. Yeah. So like in this one, like he didn't have to kill Gamora. He didn't have to waste, you know bunch of years trying to find the stones like all he has to do is go down to earth and get it so i just feel like he's like like honestly just like kind of like an entitled little baby well he's just kind of a dick and then like when he gets (laughs) down there he just like he tells nebula like go get it i'll wait here you know like he's just yeah he's so unlikable in this one so much more what is his sword made of i don't know that That thing's awesome decimates the vibranium shield (laughs) I that know. That was crazy. And I was like, if uh, Thor's, what do what do what does he call it? Storm. Stormbreaker? Stormbreaker. If Thor's Stormbreaker could get past 
all infinity stones in infinity war and hit him like but it can't get past this sword like well it didn't he he took thanos by surprise in infinity war i think is what it was well but it had like it had like the infinity stone power oh that's right you're right you're right you're right yeah and he like broke down all the way through it and i was like if that can do that i also think that thor was much weaker in this film yeah yeah i mean yeah get some exercise guys (laughs) do some cardio don't drink a bunch of beer as his mom said eat a salad (laughs) (laughs) she was great for her five minutes she was she did a great job um I feel like really quick before yeah. we stop talking about Thanos, we also have to talk about the moment that he died and how it was like exactly like the ending scene in Infinity War, how he like sits down and like looks oh, off yeah. and mm-hmm. then just like floats away. I just thought it was kind of funny and like, I mean, obviously purposeful, but like thinking about those two scenes, one where he completed everything that he was wanting to do and he was done and happy with that and then one where it's all gone mm-hmm. and i just think that's interesting especially because that like when he dies everything's dark and gray and it's like kind of sad for him because he's dying i mean we're not sad because it's a good moment for us but it's just i think an interesting way to show um his story as well yeah in both timelines i guess yeah for sure and all of the lady avengers got their moment to shine yes that was a good moment reused the line from infinity war but whatever (laughs) come up with something new or is that just their slogan she's not alone i guess that's just a women's slogan it's got to be a hashtag right she's not alone probably like women supporting each other i could see that let's get more of that She's not alone. Um, yeah, I don't. I just I was so pleased with the ending battle and mm-hmm. everybody oh showing up. That part where like all the portals are open, I cried. It was so amazing. I had a oh I had a gr- I just had a an ear to ear grin on my face for the last hour and a half of this yeah. movie. Oh yeah. Well, and I like forgot that like oh everybody's alive again, mm-hmm. so of course they would all come. And they did. And it was so amazing. Cool. Can we quickly talk about how incredible the reveal that it worked was when oh. Scott walks out mm-hmm. and there are butterflies? Yeah. I love that. And then um, Hawkeye's wife is calling Hawkeye's him. wife calls him. Yeah. Because oh. Oh. like it's like exciting. Like, oh my gosh, they're all back. And then all of a sudden, like the whole house explodes. Yeah. And you kind of forget about it for a second. You're like, well, are they ever going to show up? How are they going to get there all the way from Wakanda? You know, Doctor Strange. Oh my gosh! It's because so then, you, like, you see Cap like walking all alone, and then he hears like the little like coming in and out of Sam, and is like, "Oh my gosh, it's so good!" And the color change too, because yeah. it's so dark, and then all of a sudden you get this orange from Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and then it's just light, and it's and there's yeah. everyone yes, so just shows good. up. So oh. good, so good. Mbaku's there. I love M'Baku. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. And I love that moment where the three of them are standing looking over Thanos. And he knows they're there. Like, they're not yeah. being sneaky. Yeah. And I think it's Captain America. He's like, this is probably a trap. It was Thor. But... Or was it Thor? Yeah. And then Iron Man is like, I don't really care. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you kind of have to do what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. And then their fight scene. And then freaking Captain America ah! calls the hammer oh and he gets the hammer. Was yes. it Mjolnir? Is that the name? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Stormbreaker's oh, a lot my easier to say. Gosh. <laughs> that part. That was so cool. Freaking Captain America with Thor powers. What? Uh, so cool. And then the moment where uh, Thor gives him the hammer. He's like, here, you have the yeah, little one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like Thor's excited that. He's so happy. Yeah. But like in, pa- like in past ones, like it shows like his, how his ego has like con- gone away. Like, in, yeah. you know, I was watching, uh, what is it? Age Voltron when they're like That's trying to pick bad. it up. You know, it's not their best, but when he's like trying to pick it up and like he's all like worried that because it moves a little bit, but like he's so excited when he can pick it up and not just because he's going to save him. But well, they're friends now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they've been through. Yeah, they care about each so other. So much at that point. Yeah. And doesn't he say I knew it? Yeah. So like he knew that he was worthy the whole time, yeah. which I love. So good. Oh my gosh. <sighs> As we've touched on the other two pretty in detail, what do you guys think about Captain America's resolution? I Oh my gosh, I love it. I think it's... I cried, you know? I cried at everything. They said, did you cry in this movie? Uh, No, not a drop, okay? I don't cry. I saw your Instagram story. Oh my gosh, that wasn't <laughs> even bad. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I was very happy with Captain America and... I'm also really glad. I know they didn't have time to show any of it, but I'm glad that they didn't show him like returning the stones and mm-hmm. living his life. And yeah, everything. who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was nice to just five seconds later, he's back and we can resolve everything. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I wish they had shown is his interaction with the ancient one, just because I want more of her. Oh, <laughs> I was so excited she was in this so movie. It would have it would have been cool to see. But if they showed that, the they would have had to show all of it. And, yeah. 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 No, I think it's a great resolution. The the only thing that I wish is that, um, like Bucky and him would have had a moment. But kind of what I picked up on the second time is like I feel like, like Bucky knew yeah. that he was going to do this. Yeah. And like you know he's like he told Sam to go talk to him, so it makes more sense now. But still like they've had this friendship over the course of all these movies and they went to, you know, Captain and Iron Man went to war with each other over it. So, but I feel like his yeah. like talk with Sam was really good. No, I think so too. And I do kind of wish that they hadn't shown who the girl was. I mean, we all knew, Yeah. but I thought that was such a, I don't know, just a, I don't know the word for it. I liked what he said. When Sam was like, so do you want to tell me about her? Mm. He's like, no, I don't think I will. And I think it like. It was very sweet. Well, it's, it was sweet, but it's, it's his way of protecting her from this, right? He, he lived in essence, two lives. He lived as Captain America and he lived as Steve Rogers. So we see him live as Captain America and he has this totally separate life where he's a freaking blender salesman. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like just a dude and he yeah. gets to live with the woman that he loved and they get to have their life together and he wants to keep that separate. That's like that part of his life is sacred to him yeah. and he he doesn't want to get it mixed up. So when Sam says, you know, do you want to tell me about her? No, I don't. 
because she's not a part of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That is really sweet. Sweet's, sweet's a good word for it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like he went back and stayed there so he could have this life that he never had. Yeah. And kind of to leave the Avengers behind. And he earned it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So then are we getting a new Captain America movie with Sam? I think that'd be awesome. I really like Sam. I think he's underrated. He needs to get a different beard cut. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He didn't but have that for like any of the other ones. It was just such think. sharp lines. Yeah, and it like didn't go like on his jawline. It was like in the middle of his cheek. Yeah, it was like, it's weird. Anyway, I think it'd be awesome to have one with him. Him and Bucky. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. So then uh, I guess, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say about the movie? There's so much to say. There's so much... Um, I have one thing. Okay. It's we don't. It's not even something that we really need to get into at all. But I just I like that. Um, with the time travel, it didn't affect the timeline. Like they didn't we have to even worry talked about, that. about the time travel. I know. <laughs> so we don't have to get into it. I we could, but it. You know. Anyway, we were already at an hour. So yeah, <laughs> we should probably just say it's really awesome. I just liked that. Like, it made sense that going into the past made that the future and the present and then yeah. coming back. You know, like, it, that time, you can't just, like, go back in time and then and kill change Thanos. the future. Yeah. But you can go back and be, and get the time stones, bring them to the present, and yeah. then Well, and the it future. makes sense, like, what the ancient one was saying. Like, if you do things here, it doesn't change your future. It just creates a new branch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just thought that was makes sense. a good way, a, a way that, yeah, made sense in terms of time travel and the future. As long as we're talking about time travel, a small word to the small contingent of you out there who are harping on this movie for its scientific inaccuracy of time travel. Shut <laughs> up! Nobody cares. <laughs> and you don't sound smart and you don't sound cool. This is a kid's movie. About muscly men punching each other in the face to save the universe, all right? Let's not forget that. It's very satisfying, and the character arcs are good, and it's very well made, but this is a kid's movie about superheroes. Nobody gives a crap if the time travel is a little off from what your freaking eighth grade physics teacher tried to teach you about it, all right? Holy crap. (laughs) Browsing through the Reddit thread today, it is not very many people, but the people who are bothered by it will not shut up about it and it's so irritating and it's not funny and it's not cool because nobody cares time travel is cool and science doesn't matter in time travel yeah (laughs) also time travel isn't really real so yes you can't be totally accurate on that as far as time travel goes though this was one of the more plausible yeah yeah like using the quantum realm yeah to and literally just controlling your entrance and exit in and out of the quantum realm i was like that kind of makes sense yeah yeah i bought it it. makes enough sense for a children's movie about men in tights punching each other in the face (laughs) with superpowers yeah like (laughs) with a talking raccoon just yeah i loved that line from i get emails from a raccoon raccoon. yeah I don't know. And I actually, I, I loved Ant-Man in this movie as well before yeah. we just totally check out. I just love Paul Rudd. Love him. Yeah, he was I thought good. he was fine in Civil War. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a really small part. So. Yeah. But he has a huge part in this one and I thought yeah. he did a great job. Yeah. Um, there's one last scene that I want to talk about yeah, that sure. will be fast. 
um, the funeral. <sighs> I can't believe was... we almost didn't talk about that. Oh my gosh. Like that scene was so perfect for so many reasons. And Andrew and I talked about basically that scene only last night after the movie. Cause we didn't talk about much else, but what I appreciated about it was that it really cleared up for you who was alive and who was not. And Gamora is not alive. 100% not alive. And I knew that, but like this, like there was some gray area because she was in the present and then it didn't show her, um, vanish. Well, and she's not going to be alive because what we're forgetting is that on the rules of time travel that they set up, right? Again, I'm not harping on them for being inaccurate. I'm saying they followed their own rules that they set, right? You create branches of time. So as long as they return the Infinity Stones to where they got them, Thanos is still going to get them. He's still going to snap. Their past doesn't change. They're still in the same branch, so the Gamora that came forward in time, she's still getting sacrificed for the Soul Stone. And that's that can't be undone. That can't be undone. They made that very clear. No. Uh-huh. So Gamora's dead. Boom. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So I like that that scene showed, like, Gamora's dead. Obviously, we know Vision and Loki are dead. You know, like, they're dead. The people who died are staying dead. Uh, Loki is not dead, though. What? Because he slipped out, remember? Oh, but that's the whole thing, though, because they got the Infinity Stone and like when... Well, no, because they lost the one because Loki slipped out, so they had to go back to the 70s to get that one. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but then they returned it back to where they got it. To the 70s. Yeah, but then in 2012, he's going to get it again. So Loki's not dead. Loki's not dead. Ooh, huh. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. Because isn't he getting a TV show? Uh, I think I might have heard something about that. I read that on Reddit that Loki's getting a TV show. Well, that's interesting. Okay. But yeah. Gamora's gone. Yes. But yeah, so the... the Oh my gosh. The funeral scene was just the capstone. And I thought how they had everybody setting up with the initial Avengers on the dock. And then it just kind of funnels out. Mm-hmm. And you see... In a very meta sense what this universe has become and how many characters are important to us and have taken our attention and our time and our thoughts and just the sheer I guess quantity of things that we have felt for these characters and I thought it was so smart they started with his little power plant thing on there with the thing that says proof that tony stark has a heart Mm -hmm. so from iron man one so they start us back at iron man one bring us out to captain america to the avengers and then you have everybody from black panther you have all of the other avengers movies you have and like it was i wasn't thinking iron man's funeral at that moment as it was panning through all of the characters, I was thinking MCU and the conclusion of it up to this point. And that's 
what made me feel the things that I felt. Not even that I was sad that Iron Man was gone because I wasn't really because it was satisfying. But I was like, this is the end of an era. Like this is 11. Where do we, where do we even go from here? How do you top this? Like so many huge props to Kevin Feige and to the Russo brothers, specifically watching Ragnarok and Ant-Man and the Wasp this last week, uh, really solidified to me how top of their game. The Russo brothers are at this because they are so much better at this. And that's not to say that those are bad movies or that most of the Marvel movies are really great. Right. This is just, these two are so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I don't know. That's what I was thinking at the end of the, at, at the Iron Man funeral scene is I was like, what this, what, an accomplishment and what a community that has been built. Like this is a cultural touchstone that they've created with the Marvel cinematic universe. And they've brought so many people together and created this shared interest in these fantastical characters. And that's a, that's a huge accomplishment and something really special and something that has literally never been done before. Like, that's what I was thinking. And that's what I was feeling is I was like, geez, what do, what am I even excited? You know what I mean? What do we, where do we go from here? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm close to crying. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. Sid. But that is my, that's my question for you guys. Where do we, where do we go from here? What's next? I don't See, I was thinking about it earlier and I was like, well, they could, you know, like do another thing where someone else is trying to get the stones. But I'm like, it's just, it feels like almost what Star Wars is doing is where they're just kind of revamping the same, yeah, the same story, which is, you know, it works fairly well, but I don't, I don't know what they could, I mean, like they could do like with this kind of new wave of superheroes like i mean we we know that we're still getting a doctor strange and a spider-man and it's like they could make like another black panther 2 and black widow's getting a movie yeah but i mean that's probably gonna be a prequel well i should hope so (laughs) (laughs) so i mean like they could like form another avengers but it's just it's never gonna be as good i mean that's how the comics work right yeah but i guess that's that's my point is i think i'm done kind of yeah I agree. Like, I am happy to go watch more superhero movies that are about them individually. But with all of them, like, as an Avengers, you just can't be. I guess that's my thing is, like, I don't know that I care to. Like, I'm not excited for Guardians 3. I just don't care. I'd go see that. I'm, like, I'm still. Doctor Strange, I am. Doctor Strange, I'll probably go see just because it'll be visually. Yeah outstanding i'm I love still Doctor like Strange. fairly invested in the characters like i could see them like i mean like with this loki tv show yeah um like kind of i mean along this same thing as star wars is like you know they had like their tv shows to go along with it mm-hmm. so i could see them like expanding the universe but i don't really see myself getting as invested as i am now yeah i think i'll just i think i'll just pick and choose but i guess that was my feeling coming out of this is there's not a character that i'm not satisfied with where they ended yeah and so i think i think as far as the marvel cinematic universe goes i'm done whether they i mean they're not because they're gonna keep doing it until the money stops 
and this was a great ending. I am totally okay with this. Totally okay with it. There's nothing more yeah. satisfying than a story that ends well. And yeah. this one did. Yeah. Because that's something I've always said about superhero movies. And I think I said it last week and I probably said it today already. Is that I get so worn out because the superheroes just keep living and they never die. Yep. And that's really frustrating for me. But as sad as it is, like I'm happy that there was an end yeah yeah 100 percent. and i love love uh, this is such a small thing thank you thank you thank you disney and whoever for not having an after credits scene yeah 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 it felt very fitting like we're this is it we're done because like the point of the after credit scenes was to kind of foreshadowed the next movie yeah i was like are they gonna have a captain marvel 2 scene are they yeah. gonna have a guardians 3 scene yeah. like but no it was the signatures and we're done those yeah. signatures were so cool that was so cool yeah that was awesome. i love that yeah very smart of them to not do that yeah and also i'm uh, just one more thing i'm surprised how not upset i am by tony's last words what were they again i am, I am iron, iron man, man. oh yeah <laughs> I'm not, I'm not mad. It's cheesy, for oh, yeah, sure. for sure. But, like, he knew exactly what he was doing. Like, yeah. Well, and he might as well have winked at the camera. Like, that was yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of the lines in, like, Avengers Assemble. Like. <gasps> oh, Avengers. Like, no. And then it gets super quiet. Like, four people behind him, they can't Assemble. hear what he's saying. Yeah. That's just for us. Ah, I love it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> And I loved, love, oh my gosh, the subtext of that line. The, the Avengers are no longer six people. The it's freaking army, they, they are the Avengers. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Community, we do the... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very meta. We are the Avengers. We are the community. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The, Pay us. Give the, us money. The treasure was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just props to everybody involved in this. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Well, well done. Well done. All right. What do we got for trivia? Unless okay. you guys have anything else. There's so much more to talk about. Like I said, yeah. we kind of ignored the second hour of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But. I feel like it's too much. To get it's too okay, much to get into. You need yeah. like at least like a three hour. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, Robert Downey Jr. was the only cast member to read the entire script. I thought the Mantis got it as well. Last or no, that was Infinity War that she got the whole thing. No, I don't think so. I read that somewhere. Okay, well, oh, I didn't read nah. it. Um, a lot of opening night tickets were resold on eBay, some going for up to $15,000. Oh my gosh. That's just okay. so you can post on Twitter that you paid $15,000 yeah. for a I mean, ticket. Like, yeah, I love Avengers and I'm going to go on opening night. I'm not paying more than $20. But I bought tickets for Saturday night on wednesday night yeah you could find tickets <laughs> unless it's like the premiere uh -huh. then i buy it yeah yeah i don't i don't quite get it um so kind of along what we just said tony kicks off the marvel cinematic universe by saying i am iron man at the end of the first iron man and he closes it with this one um <laughs> <laughs> hereditary reference yeah. <laughs> um joe russo one of the directors made a cameo he's the guy in the support group talking about his date hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then another callback is in the funeral scene when Morgan's talking to Happy, and she says that she likes uh, cheeseburgers. That's a reference to, like, in the first Iron Man when he's at that press conference, and he's just, like, eating a burger. Hmm. So. Um, though, so did you guys notice, like, that random teenage boy? Yeah, he's That's from Iron Man 3, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh. I didn't know it either. Reddit, it's the same actor, too. Reddit pointed it out to me. Yeah, because um, huh. he looks totally different. So I thought that was a really, really fun add-in. Um, oh, so at the end when uh, Thor is on the ship with all of them and they're just, like trying to figure out who's going to be the captain, and, <laughs> I, and Groot says, I am Groot, and like they just like laugh and like uh-huh. look awkwardly. Apparently what it's implying is um to have a measuring contest (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that's hilarious loved it Uh, i loved mantis yes use knives (laughs) (laughs) um and then um so i've rewatched part of age of ultron so i could watch this scene specifically but when um scarlet witch like has the dream sequence for tony um you know like he sees all of them dead and um, when in the very beginning of age of ultron oh uh, okay i thought you meant yeah. this one i was like i do not remember that <laughs> yeah so um captain america's shield is broken in half in that you know in that dream sequence um uh what's her name black widow is like pretty like the way that she's lying is like pretty close to like how she actually dies um and then thanos is lying in the same position as when thanos is like about to kill him with his axe so yeah that's everything huh wow how much trivia is there on this there's not too much i mean there's yeah, about like expected, I guess. 70 and you know most of them are like these two people were in a movie together 15 years ago but they didn't share a scene like cool both hulk and hawkeye wear shirts <laughs> like <laughs> even though hulk takes his off at one point that, that uh, i do want to say favorite hulk moment of the movie is when they're like, it smashed some stuff for good measure. And he's like, it just feels superfluous. And he <laughs> just like smashes the car. <laughs> throws the motorcycle. <laughs> All right, Becca, you've had plenty of time to think about this. Your final thoughts and rating out of 10. All right. I know what I'm going to say. Um, I really love this movie. It was so great. And yes, I was crying. I cried like three times in it. And it was a very satisfying end. I um, am going to repeat what Andrew said at the beginning of the episode, that I think Infinity War did a lot of things better. But then in some cases, this one did a lot of things better than Infinity War. But overall, I think that I liked Infinity War better. So I'm going to give Endgame an 8.9. All right. Um, Yeah, I loved this one. I thought it was great. Um, I think I will repent and give myself a correction and move my score up from 8.9 to a 9 for Infinity War. I think... So we all gave it a 9 then? Yeah. I think um, it was like it felt like too familiar to me at that point that like I didn't realize like... Did you just sneak a revisionist corner into your final thoughts? Yes, I did. <laughs> it's not allowed. We have segments no one told for, me we that. We have segments for a reason. Sorry. <laughs> but I think because, like, this one is, like, new and, like, awe-inspiring, this one feels like more of an impact. But thinking back to when I saw Infinity War for the first time, it's the same impact. Um, 
so yeah like i said before i think it's a fantastic way to wrap up this 11 year just journey that we've had with all these characters it's so just it's so satisfying and it's heartbreaking and like hopeful and there are just moments like you just like love these characters and it's more than just like oh these are cool superheroes so yeah i loved it i'm gonna give this one a nine righto um so yeah like i said I, I i alluded to this at the beginning i think infinity war does the thing a lot of things better than this movie but i think this movie does a lot of things better than infinity war so they probably even out in the end i think that infinity war is better paced I think that this one is overall more satisfying. I think that the fight scenes are better directed in Infinity War. Um, but I think that the character drama in this is incredibly well done. Um, I And it, it, this one is just awe-inspiring. So I think that... I mean, we've said a lot about it. And I guess what it means to us and everything like that. So um, I gave infinity war a nine i'm gonna give this one a nine wow i feel like i should have given it a nine <laughs> maybe maybe next week i'll be maybe <laughs> uh but last week we had two nines and an 8.9 and we rounded it up to a nine yeah. so nine so, so they're tied that's interesting yeah. i think they're pretty equal yeah i think so and you need them both together like oh absolutely and I mean, we didn't even talk too much about the the craft aspect of it, but again, it's, it's just go listen to why Infinity War is so well made. Go back and listen to that episode. I go into a lot more detail as far as the craft of it goes. It's just very talented people working at the absolute top of their game. Yeah. So that's the end of that. Definitely. Um, we're at an hour and a half, so I think we might just yeah leave or be. I'm fine yeah. with that. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us for our discussion of Avengers Endgame. Next week, who knows what we're talking about. But we've done two popular movies, so maybe we'll do something a little more out there next week. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so uh, via several means. Uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash wewatchpodcast. That's new. That's changed. It used to be a different URL. So if you were, for some reason, typing in our URL to <laughs> not just like searching us on Facebook like a freaking weirdo. Um you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash we watch podcast or at we watch podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us like a caveman at contact at we watch podcast.com. Many ways to contact. So us. if you want to know how to contact us, just think we watch podcast and search it on pretty much any social media and you will find us. Also, uh, we have a Reddit account called we watch podcast. Cool. I made that so I could go start commenting on things. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But that's that. Um, We thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. We love you. I'm Andrew. I'm Becca. I'm Sid. And we'll see you later. See ya. Bye. Bye.